So this week's parsha is uh, the parsha of the great flood, the Mabul, um, where Hashem is upset with the world and their behaviors and really floods and destroys uh, the world as we know it. And it's only Noah and his family who go into the ark, into the teva, and are saved. And from there is where mankind starts once again. There's a famous idea of the Baal Shem Tov on this concept of Noah going into the teva. The word teva means an ark, type of a boat, a ship. But the word teva in Hebrew also means words, a word. And the Baal Shem Tov says that when one feels the turbulent waters um, that many times flood us and surround us in life, difficulties of any different type, so one should enter into the ark, enter into the word, to the words of Torah and to the words of tefillah, and that's where we can find a safe haven, a place of safety, a place of security, um, which keeps us safe and dry from whatever turbulence and whatever difficult waters are flooding us um, and threatening our existence. And that's an idea from the Baal Shem Tov. But to carry that idea a bit further, um, he talks about entering into the words of Torah, entering into the words of tefillah. Typically, we talk about studying Torah, um, saying the words of Torah, saying the words of tefillah. But here, the idea is not to say words of tefillah or say words of Torah, or even to learn words of Torah, but rather to enter into them. What does that mean, to enter into the words? And it would seem the idea of entering into something is to fully engross oneself in it, um, to concentrate um, and to be very involved in it. And when we're truly involved in something, we're there and we're not anywhere else. Um, one can be learning something and sort of just picking up information. One can be saying the words of tefillah and you know, thinking about what they're saying, but also be in tune to other things that are going on around them and um, not fully engrossed in the words that they're saying at the time. It would seem that, whereas that might be fine sometimes, it's okay just to learn without being fully engrossed or even to daven and not be fully engrossed, um, that's as long as there isn't um, a raging flood, when a person is not being disturbed by what's going on around them. But when there is disturbance on the outside, and disturbance comes in many different types of forms, then it's not adequate to just learn Torah, or to just say the words of Tehillim or to Davin. Here we need a much greater and deeper level of involvement, of being engrossed within those words to sort of block out all of those raging waters. In fact, in Tanya, um, in chapter 28, uh, the Alter Rebbe talks about a person who's trying to daven, trying to pray, trying to learn Torah, and their mind keeps on being sidetracked in all different types of thoughts, different, uh, different types of thoughts that have no connection to the davening that's being davened or the, learning, or the Torah that's being studied. Um, as our mind does, it tends to wander, and that wandering mind can be very disturbing when it comes to davening or learning Torah. And the Alter Rebbe says there very clearly, he says, when one feels these thoughts that come to my mind or to one's mind during davening or learning. He says, the advice is one, which is add intensity in the kavana of the words that you're davening. To really um, engross one's mind 
in a way that will block out anything else from affecting the person at the time. And what we have here is really a very interesting concept because in addition to the fact that this is the way to block out outside noise by increased um, in, in, involvement and engrossing oneself in the words of Tehidur Atfila, there's something else that really comes out here, which is that those disturbances turn out to be a catalyst that make the Torah and the Tefillah so much more powerful. Because when we're not disturbed, we're not forced to concentrate. We could sort of just, you know, go through the words of davening and Torah and everything is good. But when we're disturbed, then we're forced to either get involved in the disturbance or to delve much deeper into the words of the Torah and Tefillah in order to block out that disturbance. So here we have, interestingly, how the disturbance turns out to be really something very positive. It's something that forces one to put so much more effort and energy into their Torah and Tefillah, making it that much more meaningful. Which is really behind the beautiful idea about the Teva, the Ark that Noach enters in, and he enters it in order to save themselves, him and his wife and the family, from the raging waters. But then the Pasuk says, Vataram Hateva. The Teva was uplifted. The Ark was uplifted because of all those raging waters. Which means that the very raging waters that he was trying to save himself up turned out to be those waters that uplifted the Teva and brought it to a much higher place. And the same is when we understand that the Teva, the Ark, means the words of Torah and Tefillah. The disturbances that seek to disturb our Torah and Tefillah force us to add intensity and involvement in the words of Torah and Tefillah, raising them up and making them that much more powerful. And the idea here is a very simple one, a very clear one, and that is that when, when we are disturbed in all different types of ways, the way is, so the, the, the antidote is to engross ourselves deeper into Torah, not just to, to learn in a haphazard way, but to really concentrate and put our minds in it to a, to a degree where we forget everything going on around for us for those moments that we're learning Torah or that we're davening. And I want to conclude with a beautiful story about what it means to be truly engrossed. The third Rebbe, the third Lubavitcher Rebbe, that was known as the Tzemach Tzedek, was once traveling outside of the city of Lubavitch where he lived, and he was traveling with a number of his sons and a number of Hasidim. On the way back to town, to Lubavitch, the Tzemach Tzedek told his Hasidim, I would like to travel through the city of Dubrovna, which was a city that was not far from Lubavitch. In Dubrovna, there was a great chassid. His name was Reb Nechemya. And as they come closer to Dubrovna, the Tzemach tells his chassidim, let's stop off in Reb Nechemya's home. I want to visit Reb Nechemya. And it was in the evening, and they come to the home, and they see through the window Reb Nechemya sitting in the room. They knock on the door. They knock once, they knock twice. Reb Nechemya didn't answer the door. But the Rebbe says he wants to go in. So when uh, a Rebbe wants something, Hasidim don't have any uh, barriers. And the Hasidim walked over and they removed the door from its hinges. And the whole entourage walked into the house. The Rebbe, 
together with his sons, together with the Hasidim, and they all marched into the dining room. And Ibn Nechemiah was sitting by his table and he was studying Torah. And the reason why he hadn't opened the door is because he didn't hear the door. He didn't hear the banging. He didn't hear the knocking. He was fully engrossed in the sfarim that were open in front of him on the table. And the whole entourage walked in and they surrounded him. And the Rebbe is standing and watching his disciple study. And next to the Rebbe is the sons, and next to the sons are the Hasidim. And they're all in a semicircle watching this great Hasid learn Torah. They stood there quietly for a couple of moments, and then the Tzemach motioned, we can leave the house. They left the house. Um, I'm assuming they put the door back up. I don't know in the story. That's not related. They left the house, and the Tzemach told his Hasidim, he says, this is why I asked that we pass through Dubrovna. I wanted to show you how a Yid is supposed to learn, ter- how a Yid is supposed to learn Torah. This is the message of Bayalateva. Not It's not enough just to learn. It's not enough just to daven, but to really get involved in it to a degree where for those moments that we are learning or davening, that should really be the only thing in our mind, the only thing that exists, and to tune out all of those things that seek to disturb that um, and those turbulent waters that would take us away from those beautiful connections. Have a wonderful Shabbos.